Tighter foreign investment rules do little to deter overseas interest in Aussie farms and competition for milk heats up, with a major processor raising its price to hold on to farmer suppliers. Hello, I'm Kath McAloon. In a significant water buyback in the Murray-Darling Basin system, the federal government will spend $78 million to buy entitlements from a former cotton farm in far west New South Wales. The Webster Group has sold 22 gigalitres of water from its Lake Tandow operation, which will now become a dryland sheep farm. The sale comes after government's early this year signalled an end to buybacks from the system and the news has shocked the water trading market. Webster's Maurice Felizzi says uncertainty over water allocations played a big part in the sale. There was a lot of uncertainty in the use of the water, of how much water and the dependency on the lakes. We haven't cropped at Lake Tandow for the last two years and maintaining staff and infrastructure is difficult in those environments, when, especially when it's such a large operation. And there was some interest in the Commonwealth in buying it back and the two met. Australia's largest dairy processor has taken the unusual step of announcing a price increase before the season has even started. Murray Goulburn had said it would pay suppliers $4.70 per kilogram of milk solids, which came in as the lowest price on offer from major processors. It's now upped its opening price to $5.20. The company says a review of its budget and improved commodity prices allowed the increase. But Adam Jenkins of the United Dairy Farmers of Victoria thinks the co-op was worried about losing supply suppliers because its price was too low. The board and the, uh, the management have been obviously listening to their farmers which I think it's good that they've actually finally moved and recognised that but they are under serious risk. There's no doubt the information from, even from our own members is saying uh, very loyal to the co-op uh, but at the end of the day we're doing our own budgets and, and this is going to make us very very tricky to stay uh, very loyal at 470. The opium poppy industry is responding to concerns about overdoses from prescription painkillers. Tasmanian processor Sun Pharmaceuticals is ramping up research into opioid abuse deterrence as the US market moves to restrict narcotic raw material imports used in painkillers. Sun Pharma's Chris Ellis says they're taking the issue seriously. The solution comes from uh, the poppy plant itself in a different substance. So what the abuse deterrents do is tell uh, the body that the way the product's being used can only be used a certain way and if it's used in a different way it, it actually counteracts that and, and the, um, uh, the consumer gets a um, almost like a placebo effect so it negates any opportunity for the product to be used as it wasn't intended. Still on poppies and the first commercial crops in New South Wales are starting to emerge in the central west of the state and the Hunter Valley. Five crops spanning 200 hectares have been planted and are expected to be harvested around October. A member of the Foreign Investment Review Board says tighter rules and higher fees for applications haven't dented overseas interest in Australian agriculture. Speaking at an agribusiness conference, Patrick Secker said the fees had sped up applications and expanded the firm's resources. A poll this week revealed 84% of Australians view foreign investment as a critical threat. But Mr Secker says while the board is aware of the public's opinion, it doesn't change its advice. In the background, we know what the Treasurer is up against with the popular sentiment that's out there. You know, you get the shock jocks on, on radio that, you know, they say, oh, you shouldn't do this and shouldn't, and, you know, it's very much a populist line. 
but in the end the government is elected to make decisions that are in the national interests of this country. To the country's north and winter strawberry picking is running up to a month behind schedule after ex-tropical cyclone Debbie soaked paddocks and delayed the delivery of runner stock to farms. With packing sheds now in full production, President of the Queensland Strawberry Growers Association Luigi Coco says farmers are banking on a longer season to meet their costs. There's plenty of strawberries around. There's sufficient around at the moment to go around. That's not an issue. All I'm expecting is the major pick to come in a little bit later than normal. And we're hoping for an extended season. If we don't get an extended season to counterbalance the late start, it's going to be a massive challenge to a lot of farms. And in the south of the country, Tasmanian's truffle harvest is gathering pace as winter sets in. The Australian truffle harvest has more than doubled in the past three years to 13,000 kilograms per annum. But local consumers' taste for truffles hasn't grown along with production, making export markets critical. Marcus Jessup from Tamar Valley Truffles is expecting a decent crop, which he'll send to Hong Kong and Japan. We've just started uh, finding a few, which is good, but probably another week or two until we're full harvest and... Uh, um, they've got a nice aroma or strong, strong aroma again. For today, that's Rural News.